0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekend Rental, episode 121. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan. I'm joined by Andy.
1: Hey.
2: Biff. Nichiwa.
0: As always, if you enjoy our content, head on over to geekade.com where you're gonna find not only our podcast, but uh content on video games, movies, music, comics, and so much more. Geekade.com, what's your geek? And uh we're doing a buy rent burn. Starting it off. So if you're new to the podcast, not familiar, this is a segment of the podcast. Oh, the bye, we- bye, bye, bye. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh so this is a segment of the podcast where we look at three games. We play them all individually, and then we decide which one we would personally buy, rent, or burn. And by burn, we mean light on fire and dispose of properly. Um, We're doing something a little bit tricky this go around. Dispose
2: it properly.
0: That's right. (laughs) Uh, We're 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 doing something a little bit different this go around. We are. This is gonna be a tough one. We are doing the Mario Bros. So we're looking at Super Mario Bros. on the NES uh skipping 2 cuz that's not a real Mario game and you all know it uh and then we're going to Super Mario Brothers 3 and then of course Super Mario World which if you live in the United States those are the three actual Mario Super Mario games in order so 1 3 World that's where we're at
2: not the lost levels that doesn't no, count
0: not the actual Mario 2 cuz we didn't get that here not until Super Nintendo um I guess we usually talk about the games a little bit and then we'll move through and and, and give our votes. But let's start with the classic, the OG Super Mario Bros. That dual cart that came on everybody's Nintendo with Duck Hunt. It's a classic.
2: My nipples get hard just thinking about it.
0: (laughs) Your nipples get hard often and easily. Oh, they do,
2: don't they? Yeah, It's weird that you know that.
0: I know everything.
2: OG Super Mario is amazing, and so with any of these, though, before we get into one, there's going to be a lot of nostalgia just driving this whole conversation. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Decisions have already been made. We don't. I mean, we all know
2: that (laughs) things. Yeah, things (laughs) have already been decided. But man, what a what a game! What a I mean, starting out, it is so unconventional to the video games that we had prior to this. You know, where we were used to seeing the Pong's, anything on like the Atari 2600 and, you know, barely making out what things look like. And it's all one color, black and white or whatever. And to see that you can actually control a character and control a character well and see that it looks like a person and (laughs) you don't know what these enemies look like, but you know what I'm supposed to do something with them. And, and so just how games now have so many tutorials and it was kind of this playable tutorial where it's like, okay, well you're going to run into this mushroom, are you going to jump away from it? Are you going to eat it and see what happens? And then, Oh wow. And it kind of forces you to do that quickly and then determine, okay, I got to jump on things and and whatever. But man, that just blew my mind as a kid. That was a game that just blew my mind. And when I first started playing, it was black and white. So I had a (laughs) black and white TV and I thought I was it was just one of those marketing things when you look on the back of the box or you're just like, Whoa, you know, it's so colorful. I wish it would actually look like that. And then when my parents told me I could move my NES down to the actual living room and to see like Mario in color, that was that was amazing. It was amazing. But such a good good game. And tight controls as well, which for that kind of being the flagship of Nintendo, kind of their first go round, and to have the character play so yeah. well. Well I think is very impressive.
0: One of the earlier games where sensitivity as far as like button press played a major mm-hmm. factor too, like yeah. quick tap versus long tap, that hadn't really been done or overused at that point.
1: And running. Plus a jump. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Biff, you touched on it perfectly. I think it was one of those. It was the it was one of the earliest games of note to come out for the NES. And a lot of us had had moved into the NES from the Atari and then from experience in the arcade where everything was one screen for the most part. And, you know, you learned about the backstory and the land you were in from the manual in an Atari game, but you didn't get the visual representation of that. And here you are with super Mario brothers where it didn't, I mean, it had a, it had an instruction booklet, everything did back then, but you didn't need it. Like you were in a world that kept expanding before you. And you're told from this goofy little mushroom that there's a princess and another castle. And there's clearly a bad guy. And I don't know. It just, it just, it 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 blew minds it it seems so simplistic nowadays and it is simplistic in in the terms of these games, but the fact that you just kept running right and it kept coming at you and you actually felt as like a five or six year old that you were embarking on this journey across a giant kingdom to rescue a princess, and that
1: was pretty awesome yeah, you know, and the music i mean I can't think of. I mean, when you really sit back and think about that, like that first level, that yeah. song, like ages five through 50 probably know what that song is, even though sure. they maybe never even played this game before, you know, it's, it's like the one, the one song that's really crossed over to just like household knowledge.
0: And that first warp pipe or pipe down to the underground too, like did it, did or did it. Like everybody yeah. knows those like. <laughs>
3: You beats like it's crazy yeah and i mean it,
1: the the first uh secret you know in that that's, level too like that that's what really blew my mind like that you could run on top where the score is like what you know
4: mm-hmm. and then yeah
0: and the, the the pipes being interactive the fact that like they weren't just stationary obstacles they were things to teleport you to another part of the same level was
4: crazy yeah
2: did you guys ever hit the first one up that hidden one up right at the beginning on accident or did you read about it did you hear about it like how did you
1: how did that happen for you guys i I I got the knowledge yeah i got the knowledge from somewhere i don't know where but
0: yeah but then there's always that i mean i assume you guys all had like the the scenario where you were the guy with the knowledge showing somebody else for the first mm. time. And they're just like, Oh my God. And you're like, <laughs> I'm so cool right now.
2: Yeah. It was awesome. There's a warping vine right here. What
0: is this? Yeah. Yeah. Having to walk around with that knowledge in our skulls is inconceivable in the day of like Google and smart devices <laughs> <laughs> and let's plays. We memorize that stuff. It was incredible.
2: And you kind of touched on this Right. And, you know, just the games were very simplistic, even before Super Mario Bros. And so. To not really to know, okay, something happened, somebody took a princess, there's a bad guy, a good guy, whatever. The very first time you get to that, like end of world one, whatever, and you get to that first castle. Did you feel like, oh, this is the end of the game? Like Mm -hmm. this is. I th- I think that's that's exactly how I looked at it as well where I was like, yeah. Oh wow, like this was quick and now here here it is cuz you're used to like not yeah. maybe seeing end of games, not really knowing yeah, especially I think that was such a like, weird experience.
0: Yeah, especially if you look at like its predecessors, right? Where like platforming games were starting to come into play like games like Jungle Hunt where it's like, yeah, it's this adventure and I'm clearly distinctively traveling through regions. But yeah, that's a that's a three year four zone game. You know, it's if done right, that's over in two and a half
3: minutes and in two and a half minutes you haven't even completed the second stage of this game. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and the secrets thing, I think, is like.
0: Like Andy touched on was so mind blowing, too. I mean, cloud kingdoms, mushroom lands, coin heavens. Whatever we all call them sounds you know, like you're
2: on drugs. It does,
0: <laughs> but well, and as a kid, I, I kind of was. And you know, when you look at the source material too, and, you know, we're talking about single screen games. Mario Bros. was a single screen game. I mean, this blew the doors off of a single screen arcade game. Yeah, uh, as a sequel or spinoff, and
1: yeah, just the smooth. Sc- I mean, any game with this smoothest scrolling at that point would have been amazing but they nailed every aspect of it too um yeah just like when you get up to bowser for the first time and like you hear those flames and you see the flames coming before you even see him, like that's that was like really frightening to me like i was getting worried like immediately Mm -hmm. didn't even know what was going to happen you know
2: then you well, get the one where he's throwing hammers at the same time. You're <laughs> like, Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that too. And like what that specific scenario did for the industry is like Bowser encounters. It's probably one of the best examples and earliest examples of choice. Right. I can, I can take him out by hitting him in the nose with uh fireballs. I can run under him. In some cases I can jump on a platform, ride over him, or I can just go Hail Mary Kamikaze run right through him take the hit and kill him you know what I mean like the 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 amount of it seems so simple but the amount of freedom at that point in gaming in that one scenario was unbelievable
2: the very first time I beat that game um I think I was I think it was around 6 or 7 somewhere around there 6 and uh yeah I Got every one up I could and every coin I could just so that I could get as many lives to get to the end. And I remember getting to the last, like Bowser on nothing. And it was, I was still a big Mario. And all of a sudden, I was like, do I jump? Do I go under? No, I'm just going to ram right in, (laughs) like go right through. And yeah, I was, there was no strategy whatsoever. I'm just going (laughs) to run through them, get hit. (laughs) <laughs> grab the hammer or grab the axe, axe. And, and take the win.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Getting all nostalgic now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> When's the last, last time that you've beaten the game? <clears throat> like you've really...
0: Beaten it? Oh, probably yeah. within the last year. Yes. I mean, because now that it's on virtual console, I'll fly through
4: mm-hmm.
0: it. I'm trying to think when the last time I actually like sat down and force myself to do a no warp run. And that probably hasn't been since <clears throat> God maybe t- high school, you know, I, whatever reason Bring I got a kick where I was like doing it, but yeah, I mean, it would be fun. It's, I think it'd be one what's, of those situations where if all of us were in a room and like passing a controller around, that'd be the way to do it.
1: Yeah.
3: So what's a, what's your worst favorite uh, enemy?
1: Oh, I mean, Hammer Brothers are the easy pick. Gosh. I mean,
0: I'm going to have to pick, like, that dickhead. I forget his name that throws out, like, the spike things. Like, I really hate that guy.
1: Mm, yeah. Oh, the...
2: is
0: his it name's t- in the tip
2: tongue. Maybe. Not Tanooki. the suit.
3: Yeah. It's not good. I mean, the flying fish are also terrible, just because of their randomization. Bloopers, maybe. I
0: mean, can we we should probably at least touch on the bane of this game. And that is the underwater levels. It was the introduction blueprint and moment where every gamer instinctively learned that underwater levels forever would always be garbage that we wanted to avoid at all costs.
1: But I mean, since 1985, they got slightly better, but they also got much worse. You know? So like they did pretty good for the first attempt. What was it like shortly after that? Ninja Turtles and the (laughs) underwater
2: and, (laughs) you know, just all of those things. That's like, no, this is not good. (laughs) Castlevania killed you instantly (laughs) if you touched water. (laughs) I love that. um, You know, I found this out much later, but in the water world, you're just freaking out, swimming as fast as you can. But I learned that if you just walk on the bottom, nothing bugs you. And uh, hmm. so, even the squids, they'll like barely touch your head, and you can still just like keep on walking mm-hmm. all the way across. Never nice. thought of that. But as a kid, you're just like, ah, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first like controller chucking game where, yeah, my mom would take it away all the time because I yeah. lost my mind.
0: And it, it, I feel like it was the game also that definitely led to the media frenzy over Nintendo Thumb. Cause I distinctly remember having like crippling pain in my thumbs after like late night sessions of this game. (laughs) So it's a real thing. Well, let's move on to the second game. Talk about that. Super Mario Bros.
3: 3. race on what a game it is. What a, you had a, you had an overworld map. Koopa
0: had children, which has since been written out of history. They're not his children. We don't know what they are. Nintendo lied to us, but <laughs> they were his children at the time.
2: Um, talk, Did they know, really write it off?
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. They've, they've changed that since. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. There's Nintendo's official stance is now that he didn't actually have those children.
2: Adopted them. Weird. Yeah.
3: Um,. Warp whistles, the wizard, backgrounds, parallax scrolling. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. New power ups,
2: hidden things, so many hidden things.
3: Bonus games. It
0: was
2: no saves. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was the end of the NES. Like they milked every last bit they could out of this. And it showed, and it, it has stood the test of time for that. Um.
3: Yeah. I don't know what you can really say about this game. That hasn't already been said.
2: It's one of the greatest, greatest games. It's beautiful. And, and yeah, what a jump from, you know, one to two was weird. And then, yeah, three was just. Like everything that you pictured in one as a a kid from two, but didn't get right. Yeah. Like you pictured, you still had that like imagination Mm -hmm. where they didn't have to spell it out for you in the first game and, and, but it was all playing through your head. But the third, third game, they were actually putting those things to the screen. And I I think that was just. It's so good. And just mind blowing. The first time I played that was just again. I'm, apparently I think all games are short. Cause I got to the end of like world one, one. I was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm going to beat the game. Oh wait, there's way more. <laughs> well, okay. And, and I stop. love
0: how they slap you over the head with that too. On Cause not all the worlds are that big, but when you get to two, two is like a two screen endeavor compared to one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Holy hell. You know, it's, it, it's a lot. It's a lot right away.
1: Yeah, this one... So I almost have no nostalgia for it. You're a jerk. You're not I even know. human. I know. It's, um... I don't know what it was that... I, I rented it a few times, I'm sure, from the local store. <laughs> but... uh yeah, just like, and my friends weren't really into it at that point. You're like I, the I, only
2: kid that ever rented Super Mario Bros. Yeah, I know.
1: from the store. And I think I rented probably two more, and I have a lot more memories of playing two. And I think that was maybe part of it. Like, I got three after that, and I thought two was where that we were going with this. And then they kind of went back to that. To the stuff and I'm that like, was okay, good. yeah. Well, yeah, but I didn't know that at the time you know like i'm just like whoa what are we doing here you know this is weird um
0: we're having fun <laughs> <damn yeah. it>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think i liked to a lot more than most people just because it was so weird and you know like i thought there was more secrets than there probably were because of the uh the uh shadow realm or whatever you'd use you know right. to find the secret doors but uh yeah, I don't know, like, I just never, you know, this one didn't have the same, like, playground, like, oh, find the warp whistles and stuff and secrets like the first one did for me, but.
4: Mm.
1: Makes me sad.
4: Yeah, this,
3: uh, this is one of those games where, like, I had the neighbor
0: kid, because I've never Nintendo at the time, and his dad was, like, clearly a bit of a gamer also, so when the new, like, big titles would come up for the NES... You would drive to the nearest town that had a Kmart, you know, and get them because we lived in a podunk town in the Midwest. And yeah, I remember coming over and just like seeing that thing on the screen. I was like, holy crap, man. And we to like kick his dad off. Same thing happened with um, the second Zelda game, which was a letdown. But we had to kick him off and like play. Well, now uh, you say that.
4: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh,
2: Finally.
0: I still love it. Uh, And we just played this game forever. And then like, I don't know, this was like forever the sleepover game. I think for most people, like you just, this is the game everyone gravitated towards, you know, it was, it was this nice trade off where you went back and forth, which is kind of important to touch on is in the first game. If you're playing two player, if the first player was good, Luigi wasn't seeing any action in three, they fixed it so that you complete a stage. It's the other player's turn. Mm -hmm. So it was a much more like cohesive experience if you're doing two player. Um, And just, yeah, it just, it it was like a better graphical interpretation of everything you imagined one to be, but it was just like clearly laid out, you know, in the story context, the castles, the dialogues, the the music, uh, the bass, you know, those boss encounters with Bowser and the tunes the in those fights.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. So Love good. That.
0: And then just that intimidation factor. Well, okay. Before I touched on that giant world, best world mm. ever. So much fun, like just giant turtles and Goombas, but then just that interpretation too, of what you thought was world eight going to Bowser's yeah. castle. And then like realizing it was just like the opening gates which appeared to be the pits of hell. uh and there's just like magma and like hands that pull you down and hands. so intimidating as a kid though. You're like, Oh, I'm never going to do this. Not possible. So damn good though.
2: Like, I mean, this is something that I just often forget about is just the nod to the Mario franchise right at the, you know, if, if you jump on a level that someone already completed and then yeah. you battle it out and just Play that first nod game. to like yeah. the original Mario Brothers, which that that pissed me off all the time anyways, because oh, yeah. my brother would be like, oh, yeah. And then I would be losing yeah. lives and I'm like, you're a jerk. Stop doing it. and Keep on doing it. Yeah. yeah it was all and your hard-earned
0: power-up cards right
2: uh, yes he was a and, jerk still and is that
0: too like the end level thing where you earned the card to like get um power-ups like you get three cards and you get lives and stuff and like mastering that in itself was like a game within a game
1: yeah had more strategy at least yeah, yeah. when to use your power-ups and when not to yeah
4: yep
2: yeah it might be oh, the first man. example All that stuff of a, is in my head
0: it might be the first example of what i would consider to be like a perfect
2: game to be honest yeah. yeah i wonder if we took the nostalgia lens off if we'd see brokenness because i i've never seen it i've never seen like yeah this is you know they didn't put this together well yeah, I don't know. I've never heard anybody say it. there's, there's definitely some brokenness to it. I've never seen it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest complaint you can make about it is like you said the no built-in save. And then just with the way it pushed the NES, the, the first like 10 lines or so of pixels on that right side, um, always breaking on the NES version. You know, when you play the, the all-stars version, that's gone. Um, But yeah, there was definitely some flaw in that, but not enough to make you not want to do it. Right. Like it was
2: taking it apart. It's a beautiful (laughs) game. It is a beautiful game. And I love it
1: so damn much. Well, and it's so interesting too, because isn't it, they've kind of said since that it's supposed to be a play, like it's all up on a stage, right? Oh, really? I think the whole game is theoretically supposed to be a play. It's the curtain. So that's why they're not as
0: children. Yeah, I see. That's why you can go behind the curtain. Yeah. Get them horp whistles. <laughs> whistles? Horp whistles. <laughs> oh, wh-
2: <warp. laughs> Definitely sound like some other whistles.
0: Uh, Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the final one in this Byron Burn. And that is Super Mario World.
2: Andy's de- nipples just got hard.
0: The debut <laughs> pack in Mario game for the Super Nintendo and arguably really the only Mario game because Yoshi's Island is a bastard offshoot
1: that deserves no love. Uh Super Mario says World too right in the title. I don't know <laughs> what you're bullshit. talking
0: about. It's false marketing. <laughs> I don't care if there's an FX chip. It's garbage. Uh no, it's a fine game. It is just not what I would consider in the vein of I would consider no. Yoshi's Island the same as I would consider Mario Two in in North America they're mm. they are fine in their own right but they vary too much from tradition to be,
2: Castlevania Two,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean Andy, this is your baby. I'll let you kind of talk about why you yeah, love this so, one so
1: much. I, it is kind of weird because I first came to this one, not having a Super Nintendo, having a Sega Genesis instead. So I should be on the other side of the fence, really Reagan on this game, but uh and maybe I was back then, but in retrospect, I had a cousin who had it. So I played it a lot there. And oh my gosh, like and then that's probably part of the reason with, you know, number three not being a so because I've played this one a lot more, probably, you know, um maybe even before I got to three. I don't even remember. But uh yeah, this game the graphics were amazing right out of the gate for being, you know, right on Super Nintendo. We're going to circle back to that, but okay. Um just some of the the effects to it like that first boss with the tilting lava, yes. you know, that that was awesome. I mean, it just and the the fences that you could go behind, that blew my mind. Um yeah, it's you know, you got the Star Worlds, you got whole bunch of stuff the cape i like i don't know mm-hmm. if some people do not like it as much but i'm a
0: cape fan i think yeah i think it's top three power-ups in the series yeah
2: it, i still can't figure out how to fly with that stupid thing
0: uh, dude that's how i cleared the star world all you gotta learn is how to like power fly off the screen forever and everything's your bitch at That
1: point. well you half the time you need to do that just to get to the star world right right or sacrifice
0: a yoshi which is also yeah. as satisfying as it sounds
1: <laughs> yeah no well, one I mean, else that's... like killing
0: him i loved killing him
1: <laughs> i mean yoshi was pretty cool like that was the ultimate power-up yes for me anyway it just because and then like sonic not necessarily dying from it just losing your yoshi and then you're scrambling mm-hmm. in the whole hectic area that you're Got hit in the first place just to get him back. It's
3: to save a power up box, like the on deck box. Pretty impressive yeah, and yeah. innovative. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I. Yeah, I, I mostly agree. I think it was a good pack in. I
0: I don't stand by. It was the showpiece. I don't think it pushed the Super Nintendo hard enough, even for Nintendo. I could say that the game itself in the levels. I could get behind, like, this is adequate enough for your first entry on a new console. That overworld, though, looks like butt. Um, It's always bothered me that even from the get go, Mario's like one pixel off being center of the dirt road that he's (laughs) supposed to be on. I've never (laughs) gotten over that. Still pisses me off.
2: It looks. Side note What what do you think is the showcase of the SNES? Just graphically? Yeah, just for reference.
0: I mean, well, Stuff, I mean stun
2: effects well i mean
0: you, you i would say you know when you get to the donkey kong games but if you're talking without fx chips i mean that's tough to say i think there's a lot of games that pushed it hard um
1: castlevania but, super castlevania of, super metroid but like 91 though i mean that's the
0: sure but you know sega leaned into the fact that this kind of look like just a slightly better version of Mario three and, and actually sold a lot of Genesis's. <laughs> Genesis is yeah. Genesis Genesis and Genesi. Sega CD oh. consoles because of the, You know, like they were able to say, Hey, look at this. Like this is not, and that's not to say it's a bad, it's got
3: a distinct art style. It's, it's good. It's cohesive. It just, I don't know. It just didn't wow me in the way that, it maybe could have, or it, I guess it's diminished
0: when I was a kid. It's still wild me, but it's diminished over the years. You know, when I look back, it's like, yeah, but there was some rough stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it, aside from that amazing overworld, the fact that they took what was, you know, stages from three, turned it into a giant, massive world all in one map. You know like you said the the alternative routes, the secrets within secrets like you took everything from one that you loved and three that you loved and just compounded it. it added the Yoshi coins, it added star world warps, it added mini bosses um yeah i don't, it just <clears throat> as a game, it's easier to blow through I think the most of the mainline uh, mario games like it's it's not a difficult game to get through in. An hour or so or two, Um, especially if you know what you're doing, but the depth really came into and the replayability really came into all the extras that they had packed in there and the things you had to, because again, no internet still, you know, this is all playground chat. This is all Nintendo power. This is, um, yeah, it was you know, like a lot of people, this was the first game that you got because it came with your super Nintendo and you were more than happy to play it every day after school for months. And even after you got your next few games, you still came back to it. And that says a lot about this game, even though I tend to favor others in the series more, it's hard to argue that this isn't a a nearly perfect blueprint for every platform game to follow.
1: Yeah. Well, and this one had the, I think, the most. You know, the, some of those levels in previous games where you know there's a cloud guy throwing shells at you, or there's a sun chasing you, or you know, this mm-hmm. one definitely had the most of that. Where there's a big fish, or you know, a whole bunch Weird of
0: sumo guy,
1: right? A lot of different level-specific stuff that was really varied. I thought, um, yeah. And then you know, the once you were able to access the big switches. And yes. realized that those affect levels across the game already. Like that was, that was super cool.
0: And they, they took the dreaded underwater world. And in some cases, dare I say, almost made them fun. <laughs> um. So that's an accomplishment in its own. Still, I'd still rather play any other level, but some of them mm-hmm.
3: were not bad. Yep. And the keys, the secret keys, the oh man
1: so i got a question for you guys um how do you feel about the levels well like ghost house levels where you don't know which door to go in even like in the original you you had those bowser castles where the levels would repeat sometimes you didn't pick the right like do you like that in mario games or is that just a waste of time in your mind
0: no i'm a pretty big fan of that like yeah that was pretty cool it was it was so distinct to that game at the time like just Something we'd never seen, downright creepy with that little simple melody. Um, The big boo was terrifying. Yeah, I liked. I liked that they, that they took like a thirty-second level and turned it into something you had to play forty-five times to find all three <laughs> exits. Like I think that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Found it frustrating. Like just yes, it's frustrating. But I felt more that it was pointless. Yeah, I hate especially games like that where it's just not clear, you know, there isn't like a secret marking to look for, you know, a pattern to look for. And, and that, that frustrates me when I'm like, I just want to get through this so I can see more of the game. I want to, I don't want to get stuck in this like demo world where they were trying different things or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Super Mario world for me was, um, I played it much later in life and so i don't have a lot of nostalgia to it Uh, um it it was a game that i didn't really understand as far as i mean not that there's much that you have to understand but just some of the power-ups like the um the cape or whatever you call it, the blanket or whatever um just those kind of things where you're used to (laughs) Yeah, the super blanket, the snuggie, Uh, the the super (laughs) snuggie. Uh, um, Yeah, where you're used to like the the Tanuki suit or, you know, those things that I don't know, you're just kind of grew up using those power ups. And so anytime you change that and they're not essentially the same minus the fire flower. Mm. It's kind of a bummer where you're trying to relearn a game or trying to let go of the past and embrace what's new. And, um, I'm glad I experienced it later in life where it is. It's, it's fantastic. Music's amazing graphics. I mean, it's hard to compare anything to, you know, 16 bit stuff where that, that look is so good and is timeless. And even in today's world they're mimicking that in new gen stuff where everything's this retro look retro look and um it just looks so good so good
0: well let's let's touch on something you said there too about how you know enjoying what's old but embracing what's new and and they did that in a very innovative way um in that that game has two two jumps right you got the traditional everybody knows run fast and then traditional jump, but then there's also a second jump button that does a spin jump that opens up a world of possibilities.
2: It makes a cool noise too.
0: Right. When it comes to, when it comes to uh, attacking these levels, right? Because suddenly a spiked enemy or a saw is not the immediate threat you once thought it was. When you realize that you can just like spin hop off of any obstacle Mm -hmm. in your way, mine is fire. Um, And that gets into some pretty like pro gamer moments, right? Where you figure out when and how to use that and exploit the game in ways that they intended you to, but they tried to make it seem like you were a genius for figuring out, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the genius of it. And the level design is, is really where this game shines is the level design is probably unmatched in, in any other game in this series. And there's dolphins, which you can eat with Yochi, which I really like. Which they removed in the Game Boy oh, version. Oh, I didn't know you reason. could eat.
1: I didn't know you could eat them. Oh yeah, oh, for I never sure. tried 100%. that. Wow.
3: Dolphin free tuna? F that. You know she's all yeah. about it. It's kind of a bummer though. Like
1: most of the new ones, I don't. I don't think they really have secrets or other entities exits or you know like all the secrets are like oh good job here's a coin you know a big red coin or something like that
0: well in the the new series like does that weak ass thing of like no it's here but we'll just like fade out the background so you can see it It, that's not the same yeah it's not even innovative it's just kind of lazy
1: yeah if it doesn't have a sharp edge to it you know you can walk through it and yeah
3: it's Mm yeah. It's a solid-ass game. Well,
0: now that we've professed our love for all of these games, I guess we have to decide which ones we would personally buy, rent, and in this case, unfortunately, have to burn, um, even though we may not want to. So Andy gets to start us off.
1: I think I'm going to buy Mario All-Stars plus Mario World. Well, that's a good call. Yeah, the better <laughs> buy. Yep. Jeter. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mario World for my buy. Um, even though I didn't own it, I still had some nostalgia for it because of my cousin. And uh, yeah, I thought it was it. It had that same like, oh my gosh, blowing minds discoverability type thing mm-hmm. that the first one did, just a, on a much prettier level. Um. And my rent's going to be uh the original just because the nostalgia I just can't I just can't I can't turn that away
2: Are you just trying to S- create st- controversy
0: audience for the next podcast we're a two piece It's <laughs> oh the my Ryan gosh. and Beth show <laughs>
3: Yeah
1: I don't know about this
2: Say it say
0: what you're going to burn you monster <laughs>
1: I'm gonna burn Mario three. Um, no, and, and the Wizard's a bad movie. <laughs> oh my also not true. <laughs> what it's is the best commercial on? ever?
4: <laughs>
2: oh man,
3: uh, that hurt a lot personally. That deeply offended me. Okay, I don't like
2: where you took that? How about you, ben? <laughs> oh gosh, breaking the uh, Wizard. I think I'm going to go with my buy is super Mario brothers three. That's kind of a gimme. Uh, It's it's just, it's a perfect game. Always will be. I don't care what anybody says. If you say anything against it, I'll cut you. Um, I mean, no, I won't, but I will Uh, rent rent is going to be super Mario brothers. OG, uh,
3: the nostalgia. Yes. I look
2: at the game as being good. Um, there's that, that piece that's like, man, it really set up so much for gaming and set up so much for platforming and the whole Mario genre. And so that's going to be my rent. I'm probably going to be the only kid that rents it, honestly, um, from a <laughs> starting. Do you have that Super Mario Brothers game? Uh, what? <laughs> um, and yeah, Burn is going to be Super Mario World. Just not really connected to it. It's still a really good game. Um, but I would much rather go through Super Mario Brothers 3 many times over before I touch Super Mario World. So, all right, Ryan, what do you got?
0: Fine three it is perfection, as Biff stated, and I guess I did earlier in the podcast too. um <clears throat> the nostalgia factor
3: the the leap in gameplay, the overall package.
1: I love that game.
3: um I'm gonna rent world um
0: world's real good. I played a ton of that. I mean it's debatable which one I played more through a world maybe world just because I didn't actually have an NES until I was older, but yeah, it's a, it's a damn impressive game. And I, I don't get as excited about going back to it now as, as I do three. Um, that doesn't mean that it didn't really captivate me as a kid. It, it certainly did. And I think, like I said, the level design is second to none. Um, and then I'm going to burn one, um, is I that go painful back to just it. to say, though? It is. It is painful. I still go back to it and run <laughs> like through Like any of these. Yeah, it, it's just a little too basic. Um, but that said, it's still a good, like, 30-minute run-through if you want to pop it in and play, start to finish, using
3: warps. And... Yeah. Well, nobody picked one, so... Yeah. Bye.
1: I mean, so, I think we, you know, had some division here, but I think we can all come together here and... Uh... Nope. A late edition here with Super Mario 64, and just put that at the bottom. All right. Yep. It's
0: officially a two man podcast. Join us for episode 122. All right. It's uh, Biff and Ryan. And who's this (sighs) guy? We burned him, is what I
2: are No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of the games, now we burn the person. Yeah. That (laughs) sounds good. Talking 64 on this
3: podcast.
0: What are we doing here? Shenanigans. All right. That's another Byron Burn in the books. It was a tough one it was a nostalgic
1: one <laughs> the toughest maybe
0: i was debating had we done this one before have we done i thought maybe we had talked I, about I, i'm
2: sure we have
0: we've probably repeated ourselves but yeah
2: and i wonder if we could go back and see if anything changed but
0: no I'm probably nothing
2: speaking of the 64 nope you No, know, like it just <laughs> just the more people i encounter um, that are just slightly younger than me they they know i collect video games play video games where does it always go or lately where has it always been going hey you have the nintendo 64 wow that was that's one of the greatest systems i'm like
0: oh my Ooh. gosh <laughs> these have to be people in their 30s yeah
2: i, I had this 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 coworker's husband down in the game room and he was kind of looking around. He's like, um, call yourself a gamer and you're missing one of the greatest systems of all time. And I was like, no, I got him. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> I'm good. No, that that's 64. Where, where's it at? I'm like, Mm-mm, that's no. when you
0: keep a spare controller for it in your closet. You just shove up that person's ass. Like you like that tribe dent of hell. Here you go.
2: Get out of here, uh, man. It just, I don't know. Maybe it's that season of my life, but I've had so much like Nintendo 64 conversations and people are like, why wouldn't you like it? It's great. It's amazing.
0: I I distinctly remember like taking that point many years back now of just looking at that thing, being an avid collector, still buying games constantly at that point and just looking at that 64 collection and trading it all. And the, the, the satisfaction in never looking back and having no regrets on that has been so worth it. It's just the, the, the 64 is the shit stain in the retro gaming timeline. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's is, abysmal. I'm sorry. And 64 kids, nobody loves you.
1: Oh
2: <laughs> man. Get a I'm PlayStation
0: like a real person.
2: Oh
1: i I'll probably I' had agree, a sixty four
2: yeah i had I was, a sixty four no playstation, but i i can't go back i can't there's even i I've tried the golden night and I've tried to like tell myself to love it, and it just looks like dog crap and it controls all like over dog the crap. screen, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just
0: like that era of three d even on the PlayStation in most cases, and especially the Saturn where they had not figured out 3d controls in a 3d space. Like there's no recovering from that. Like we've moved, we've moved past that as a
3: civilization. Like you just cannot go back and enjoy those things. Yeah. I mean, Hmm.
2: Sorry. I took us down the 64 rabbit hole.
1: I, you, the people that like really enjoy that the 64, you sit there and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm having fun. I'd like there has to be a part of you that has to be like, no, this isn't as good as I remember it. Like if you don't feel that way at all, you're lying to yourself or you're not like accepting reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and like I've always said, I have a very hard line with early 3d that pretty much stops at the dreamcast. And there's even some bad stuff on the dreamcast where that is the minimum for mm. polygon. Count and adequate controls that I can tolerate, and beyond that, like you're just looking through nostalgia goggles. Like even my beloved Metal Gear Solid, pretty rough these days in its original incarnation.
1: Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but even if it controls good, I mean Mario Kart mm. sixty four controls pretty pretty well, especially you for know. that system. How dare you? and How dare you lie to our the, audience? But it lo- it looks it looks pretty bad. It still looks pretty bad.
0: It's,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, everyone knows I'm going to have a 64 hater. but Yeah, there's just nothing.
3: Uh, oh my gosh. <sighs> Paper Change
0: the subject. Change the subject. Paper Mario is maybe the one game that holds
3: up best, right? Super simple, good story. I can go back to that and play.
1: It's how they polygons in that. that that's <laughs> the thing.
0: But yeah, let's ch- let's change the subject to another nostalgia fueled topic. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the reveal trailer. Fucking amazing! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kawabunga collection coming to PS4 and PS5. No, nobody saw this. Just me. Oh yeah, I did. Oh yeah, it's all the games: Game Boy, Arcade, NES, Super Nintendo,
1: The Fighters, I- both versions. They're all there, one convenient <laughs> package. You're just missing the tiger handhelds. That's it. Yeah. And you don't have to buy the $400
0: fucking arcade one up anymore. They're there. You get the arcade games.
2: That is Are one there hell of graphical upgrades. No, at all. No, no, no remasters them, yeah. or anything.
0: No, maybe there, I'm hoping there's like a library of sorts and an info sheet, but either way, this is like every pixel version of the TMNT games put out on hardware. Although I might have missed it. This. um, releasing this? Konami. I might have missed it, but was Hyperson Heist in there?
1: Yep. Okay. Okay. I did this so then. Yeah. So yeah, it is it's... literally
0: everything. And I'm guessing they're doing this to drive a buzz for the new one that drops later this year, right? Like the yeah. forget Shredders something. Um,
1: but yeah. Yeah. 13 games, I think it said.
0: Yes. Super pumped about that. I mean, those are those are some of the best couch co-op games of all time. And to have them all in one convenient package and just get to enjoy some of the weirder like offshoots from like the Game Boy. And I would even argue that first game, even though it's pretty nostalgic on the NES, is kind of a bastard offshoot, right? Like it's not the mm-hmm. game we all wanted.
3: It's the game we tolerated. The Manhattan Project. Love that one. Doesn't get enough praise. So I'll be there.
2: Does this get released?
3: <clears throat> that I did not see. Probably soon, because I think the I other think one comes so. out this summer. So yeah.
2: Physical edition.
3: Is there a physical edition?
2: It said, <sighs> well, this is <sighs> off of... That. Let's see. Konami has announced TJ, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga collection for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, oh. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC Steam. Oh, it's on everything. It will mm-hmm. launch in 2022 in both physical and digital editions for
0: 39.99. Well, I will be buying a physical edition then.
2: Yeah, where and when I'll is this? This isn't like a limited thing, though, right?
0: No, no, no. It'll be up.
2: okay. Good, because I hate that.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
3: Nintendo sold for six months and pull it from everything. You bastards. Um. Yeah. Pretty,
0: pretty cool. I didn't, I just saw the PlayStation trailer, which I guess they're not going to show the other consoles. So that me,
2: <laughs> what are you going to buy would it
3: on? A- <clears throat> Let me switch my kids and I play that the most
1: mm-hmm.
3: or PS4. I would, I would have assumed
1: game. like that many games, like some of them wouldn't have been Konami, like 13 yeah. games all by Konami. That's pretty crazy that they did all that.
0: Well, some of them were technically ultra. Well, sure is but. not Konami. <laughs> Otherwise they couldn't have put out as many games, so
2: Right.
0: <laughs> wink wink. Yeah. I mean it's it's nice to see Konami putting out games even if they're nostalgic cash grabs, but opening up their library is pretty sweet. <laughs> How about they uh take a look at their uh turbo graphics and HUDs and acquisitions <laughs> and do some of that too? Cause you're sitting on some gold there, Konami. In addition to
1: TMNT. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They just did them. I I'm surprised that they just did them all. Like, not like. Right. Here's the NES trilogy in one bundle. And, you know.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for that price, 40 bucks, I mean, as far as those mm-hmm. collections go, and you know, it's going to be dirt cheap after. But yeah, I hope they, do. I mean, I'll have to look and see if they do like a weird, like cool collector's edition steel book, like shell case or something
2: a shell of a deal oh,
3: shell <laughs> of a good time they don't if you'd if see you, it
2: on shelves and be like what the shell yeah it's amazing
3: and if best buy doesn't deliver it in 30 minutes it's free that's <laughs> a joke i don't know if you kids know but there used to be a thing where if they didn't deliver your pizza in 30 minutes it was free
0: a lot a lot of people got in car accidents
2: don't do that. so many people. They have, they
0: haven't done that in a long time. You're welcome, <laughs> children.
2: Isn't that that was Little Caesars thing, right? Or Domino's? I don't
0: remember who started it, it. was Little it was Caesars Domino's or well, yeah. And the thing is, like everybody picked up on it, and then it became like a huge deal.
2: Another kid died for his pizza, so do something. Take away the thirty minute. Re- now it's order it and get it in two, three hours. Whenever they decide to bring you cold pizza. <laughs>
0: Dude, you know what? I, I should tell the story. So, we get that Domino's near us and we'll do like the carry out all the time. You know, they got like the $6 deals, you just like order whatever items. Anyway, my, my wife goes over there because it's literally like a block and a half. Gets her order, comes back, and I was like, Yeah, you didn't get the brownie. Like, my daughter wanted like the brownie cookie bites. So, they didn't include it. So, she goes back and complains. And I'm like, I'm like, Well, either get a refund or get the brownie if it's just sitting there or whatever and she was pissed she comes home she's like all oh, pissed off she's like yeah i didn't even give me an apology I was like if you don't have it made just give me a discount and the lady's like okay and did it and then like walked out the door and then anyway I, I get an email later um not only did they refund it, they refunded the entire like 40 dollar order wow. missing brownies and my wife's like oh i'm not mad about the apology anymore you got free meal or so.
2: <laughs> oh, did they did Thanks you write them a letter or did they just
0: no we walked over there it's like you oh. ordered online
2: No, I mean, afterwards, when you received, like, the $40 paid for. Oh, no, they just credited it back. Oh, okay.
0: And I got an email saying they had canceled my entire order. I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then we looked, and yeah, sure enough, they refunded the whole damn thing.
1: I bet there's something, like, in the uh, system that if you have to do some sort of, like, discount or something, then they'll do some check or something in the back end Uh, and discount It's probably just easier
0: to just, like, cancel the entire thing up front.
1: I'm guessing it's not the person in the store doing that. It's probably something in, you know, their code. That's doing that.
0: Yeah. Either way. Life hack one, free dominoes, <laughs> order a bunch of things and don't get one and then complain about it. Free food.
2: Well, wild wings is the same place. Like or- same, same thing. When you just, if you say, no, I actually ordered a diet Coke, not a regular Coke. And the managers are so fast to be like, <laughs> Hey, heard there was a problem here. I'm gonna get those mozzarella sticks on the house for you. No problem, okay? No problem, right? And it's like, no, this is it, I, it was just diet coke. No big deal. Just no, no, no problem. no problem. So I'll get those mozzies for you. Just, yeah, you are so quick to get the manager now.
0: It's funny how little that sort of stuff happens to my family because we're like the people that if it can go wrong, it's going to. Anytime you eat out, like I don't know, we're like we're cursed. Anywhere we go, like orders don't get put in, like things don't show up. Right. And not, not only does that happen, which is laughable, but we've seldom, if ever get an apology and or discount, it's kind of amazing. We're just uh schlubs. Actually, and-
2: every time I've gone out with you, it's experienced something. Like, what do you mean? Well, my birthday, the beer, the server, you remember that whole thing?
0: That oh, the guy. The guy? Was, yeah. He was yeah. an idiot.
2: Where I don't know what beers we have on tap.
0: Yeah, I'm like, do you have any IPAs? What kind? Ah, <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you. I'm like, but no idea. the server?
2: Do you have Budweiser? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what that is. One one second. <laughs>
0: Didn't
2: I'll he also right like out.
0: dump a glass of coke or water across the table too, and like putting yeah. it down? I forget.
2: Yeah, it was the curse of Ryan with us, I guess. Yeah,
0: I mean we've been to. Bazzoli's,
2: you know that whole breadstick fiasco that you that's did. All,
0: that's all on you, bud. It's all on you. <laughs> Listen, nobody bro. Nobody Listen, has besmirched <laughs> the ultimate restaurant of all time, though, which is of course Doc Smokehouse. No matter uh, who's in attendance, that's always perfect.
2: Uh, that no, the one time our last last hurrah where they were running out of turkey and all that okay, stuff—that's true. And the that waitress did put drop, some panic.
0: Yeah, she did drop a bunch of glass.
3: So that was.
2: Who was checking it
3: out? I'm probably I'm positive. Of that case. Um, <laughs> Speaking
0: of checking it out, awkward segue. Well, there's a demo for the Kirby game that's coming out. Anybody download this? I haven't. All right. Me either, but my kid did. Um, I watched him <laughs> play it. The look on his face. Wake him up. And, get him on here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I watched him go through about half of it. I'm real excited about that game. That game is very adorable. The, the whole like idea of like, they just sort of Mario Odyssey Kirby is kind of right. And it's right in an incredibly charming and appropriate way. Instead of why did they F up my Mario from Mario Odyssey kind of way? Yeah, he, he, he adored it. Um, He's very excited now that, the game is coming out in a couple of weeks. I gotta say, I'm pretty pumped. This is a pretty good potential leap in direction. I feel like, um, they kind of took Kirby recently. I mean, Epic Yarn is its own thing, right? But like, I feel like the last few games have just been like a very bare bones afterthought, like G version of mm. a platform game, which is is fine like that's what kirby kind of is i guess but like it kind of lost some of its heart and soul and i think this kind of brings some charm back in in a pretty exciting way and it looks nice too good looking game
1: so like the new the new big power-ups or whatever where it's like you swallow a car you become a car yep the the mario odyssey stuff that you're talking about or is it like just to to do clear like a small section of a level or is it like this is going to be the level
0: yeah, like surprisingly, it, I'd say it meets that good balance of like, yeah, you do that because po- the car one is one you run into right away almost. Um, And yeah, it's a it's a it's a substantial section of that level then where you're progressing through. And it. it's not just like a cheap gimmick Um, or it doesn't overstate its welcome. It's just kind of.
3: It changes the way you go through that level and it's pretty freaking cool. Sure. Yeah. That's. <coughs> Excuse me, that's the twenty fifth that one comes out. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty soon. I know that,
3: so yeah, I'm excited for that. I think I think that might be one to grab if you're one of those people that's
0: like, "Ah, Kirby's a kid's game, and I'm too old for that. I think this is I think this is gonna strike that balance if it's fun for everyone, regardless um instead of just for kids, but it's definitely gonna be a home run, you know, you got a family of kids at home and
3: Everybody wants to couch co-op and play this thing. Mm. I think it's going to be good time. Plus, I mean, Kara Kirby Can't beat that. <laughs> Speaking of beating that
0: Russia invaded you. No, I'm just, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, gotcha. there's
0: a good deal <laughs> in support of the, uh, oh. um, so this is kind of all happens since we recorded last, but everyone's well aware that uh, things are going on across the world, which are sad. Our have to go out for those people. Uh, nobody should have to be in that situation. Um, and uh, we're, of course, talking about the invasion of Ukraine and the uh, impressive fight that that little country has put up and uh, the tenacity of its people. And to support them, HIO, which they always do, um, is kind of the hotbed for um, bundles and charity bundles that focus on hot topic issues. And they've done a bundle for Ukraine that is available. It will, be. it will be done by the time that this episode airs, but I think it's, it's probably got six or seven days left as we record. 991 pieces of software. A lot of them are games, uh, just $10 minimum. They do encourage that you, uh, you pay more. Um, but you know, it's highly unlikely that you could make use or play or interact with all of these things, but just some of the heavy hitters off the bat, you know you're getting Celeste, you're getting a short hike, you're getting um, skatebird, super hot, um, just a strong list of like ten games up front that any one of them on their own is worth the ten dollars, not to mention the fact that you're getting all of them, plus you know the joy of digging through and finding else you know what else you might possibly like if you've
3: got the time to do so. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer for PC PC owners, really. And I'm probably the only one who's downloaded it. Yeah i I got the last one. Oh, did you get it? No, yeah. I didn't. Oh. Just raised my hand okay. to stretch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I'm just always blown away with like how much. You're in tune with like PC stuff, and you're you're like, I know, but just you know that that's something that I don't even think about. It doesn't even cross my mind. So it's pretty impressive that you're just ultra aware of deals and what's what's available. And I feel like a turd every time I talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the HBO bundles are nice. Like in the context of our podcast, where we're very retro heavy. I mean, it tends to be those more indie um, and you know retro styled games that kind of take the forefront. So, yeah, I think there's like some cross fade or cross something game that supposed to be like a good 16 bit Genesis style RPG that
1: I'm sure Andy would love. Oh yeah, I think I I tried playing that a little bit on Game Pass for a while. Okay, it was okay. It was more yeah. of an action RPG, but yeah.
0: Ah. Uh, You need that
3: turn-based goodness,
4: huh?
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But I mean, it's 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 a crazy bundle. Um,
0: All the proceeds are going to the two main charities um, that are Ukrainian-based. I think one helps children, and one is more medical
3: assistance. So, all good stuff. I mean, it's worth throwing ten bucks at, even if. Yeah, you're not going to download it because
0: what else can we do to help America besides go to the Ukrainian embassy and get signed up as a volunteer soldier? But I don't think my wife would let me do that. So,
2: oh, well, my wife signed me up. Oh, she's like, she's like, let me, let me sign you up. I, uh, I got it. You don't it's need a card carrying member decision. of the
0: NRA. You're going on this thing. <laughs> Here we go.
2: <laughs> Let's do it. I have a suggestion for a future future podcast Uh topic i think andy should teach us about rpgs and the difference between oh boy action turn-based because i don't even know i just i have no idea sometimes i i read a description it's like this is a turn-based rpg i was like i have no idea what that (laughs) even means so one of these days you should school us and I'll have to get into a very comfy chair to yeah. to hear what the difference is. Yeah.
1: Well, that's tough because, I mean, everything's an RPG now. I mean, Horizon is technically an RPG to some extent, you know?
2: Yeah. Give us we the history of RPGs. That's what we need. Do we? <laughs> well, now I'm curious, though. I want to love them. I really do want to mm. love them. But... Boy,
1: get uh, to have an experience. I, I'm, i like, blocking myself out from them now. Like, I watched that PlayStation thing and saw the Turtles thing, saw that was awesome, and then there was, like, two Square Enix things at the end that's like, oh, that's cool, but never gonna play that, never gonna have time to do it. So I'm just... I'm kind of ignoring all of that now.
3: Yeah. Do you really have... Be honest, do you really get joy
2: not actually playing a game and just pushing a button to kill something?
1: Yeah. Well, I also like clicker games. Have you ever played any of those? No. Those are not technically really games. Um, He he
0: sits around his office and the tip of his penis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sort of the same.
4: (laughs) Still there. It's. it's,
1: (laughs) It's basically like numbers and bars going up and then you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, yes, the this bar has reached the end of that bar, so now it starts over and now the number went up." And I'm satisfied because of that for some yeah. reason.
3: Yeah, that's a sick
0: that's a sick satisfaction that I never developed.
2: Like a Pokemon could game. Do it with RPGs. You're not going to actually control your character and fight It's the
0: strategy though, right? Like that's what the hook is, is like the strategy and the understanding and the outclassing. It's like, it's like the chess of video games.
1: Pokemon is also a collection thing too. You know, that's on top of all of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Final fantasy. I just want to love that. I want to love the NES final fantasy. I get to a stupid town or outside of a town and someone wants to battle me. I was like, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> you ever played Dragon and I Warrior? I push a button and the guy just like walks forward and then walks backward. Walks forward. I was like, this sucks.
0: Did, did you play so Dragon I, Warrior on NES? No.
2: no. That one's rough. I
0: think you'll get further in that. Like, I have an easier time getting into that one than I do Final Fantasy. I just want to
2: love them so much just because everyone else does and...
0: Sounds like you're talking about a puppy. You just want to, like squeeze.
2: Well, I want Andy to get me to love RPGs. Mm. But I don't, you have I don't enough think enough spare it's time possible. to love
0: RPGs. Like,
1: do you want to play one game yeah. every two years?
2: No, that sounds terrible.
1: Right? Do they have short RPGs? No. You might like. You might like. Act. I mean, Diablo is an RPG.
3: Link's Awakening. Actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you like Diablo, that's. That's love a pretty that. RPG.
2: Yeah, but I don't just walk forward, push X, push X. Right.
0: You don't like turn-based RPGs, which I'd argue most... Is that turn-based? Should. See, I
2: need someone yeah. to teach me these Turn-based
0: things. is like when you whack somebody with a stick and then you wait for them to smack you back before you can hit them again, which is there's bullshit. a menu. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way you'd do that. Oh, I had more Ukraine stuff. But I don't feel like I can segue back into that. Oh, now. no. Bring it back oh. to Ukraine. <laughs> Let's talk about...
2: Like a sick RPG right I now. Got,
0: I got no transition here either. Bandcamp. Everybody's heard of it? Yes. Yeah? So it's like yep. the the open source platform for independent artists to put out their works with the least amount of money not going back to them. It's a good thing, right? Epic
3: bought it. Epic, Epic Games owns That's Bandcamp really camp now. Because why? why? I someone told me that they also acquired and own the rights to harmonics.
2: Really? Yeah, that that's was a while true.
0: Now. So maybe they're thinking like well we already own rights to like guitar heroes. so if we had a platform that was full of music that we also now own I don't know. I don't understand why they're doing it.
2: That's a really random move.
0: Cuz Bandcamp is one of those platforms that is like genuinely appreciated. By almost everyone and especially the the users and industry that leans on it. So it's a very strange thing for a video game focused company, which has a big ownership from Tencent, also um, to acquire Bandcamp for some reason.
2: Shall go ahead and head over to Bandcamp and <laughs> take a listen to Biff. Give me some money. Thank oh, you.
0: Biff's banjo EP? <laughs>
2: Banjo Biff's Banjo EP. How y'all doing? Make sure you do it on Friday though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I
3: don't know. I just I just thought it was like out of the blue, right?
1: Yeah, it it's strange, but I wonder if it's kind of because of the reputation that that it has. You know, it has more of a customer friendly, like the people that like Bandcamp are very passionate about Bandcamp. So, if you get those people and their data like (laughs) you can do a lot with that because you tie into your brands with something that's more favorable,
3: but it's true. Yeah.
1: Just get, just throw the albums right on your battle pass.
0: (laughs) I just hope it's not like a thing where they're hoping to exploit smaller artists and give them like shitty royalties like user tracks and like Epic games and stuff,
2: but that's
1: happening. That's coming.
0: But what is Epic's games anymore? Right? Like they're Fortnite. So.
1: And yeah. unreal, but yeah, which that's huge too. That's huge.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, I've been curious to see what happens
0: if they just kind of like, you know, cause they did the normal thing of like, nah, it's it, like, it's its thing. We're going to let it be, which everybody says during a massive acquisition, as mm-hmm. we know. So. Everyone's going to
2: keep their job.
3: Yeah, it's fine. We like making vinyl. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one. Weird. Imagine one. that being a money move, though. Yeah, you got to wonder. Like, I mean, I suppose there's. It, it probably is a smart thing because it's like they have to
0: probably do very little to keep. Because when you look at band camps. Format and it's very low brow, like simple, simple pages. So there's not like a ton of overhead and infrastructure there, other than, you know, obviously there's underlying user accounts and like payment systems and stuff. But yeah, it's just probably good in the sense that they can just kick back and collect royalties from, not royalties, but they're collecting, you know, fractions of transactions on. Because is there a bigger one? SoundCloud is big, but I don't know if SoundCloud's bigger than Bandcamp. Probably not. SoundCloud's very niche, I
3: feel like. But
2: I don't know. I feel like I lately I've been hearing more SoundCloud than Bandcamp.
3: Yeah, it could be.
4: Yeah.
2: But
1: what do I know? It's probably one of those things where, you know, when interest rates are lower than inflation, then you need to put your money. If you got money sitting around, you got to put it in something other than well, it just sitting around.
0: That's when you, you invest know? in the STEM player, um, obviously. <laughs> that's,
3: that's where you invest. Or, you know, Amico's startup. Yeah. I wanted to put that on here as a topic, but that's just
0: gotten sadder since the last time we brought mm-hmm. it up.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we can just let that thing bury itself.
1: Yeah. Yep. Let there it was, die. Yeah,
0: there was some other sad news, which. Andy pointed to run the switch front.
1: Oh yeah. Also because of what's going on in Ukraine. Nintendo decided to once again, delay Advance wars. Um, which is,
3: I, I, I don't get that. Like it's a bigger disconnect
1: than I think what they're thinking it would be, but
3: right.
0: It's not like it's like we're, Putting on a plane game that lets you fly into the trade centers after nine eleven. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean, it's not.
1: If I remember. Right, one of the characters is kind of Russian, though. So that. Might be.
0: Yeah, I guess I could come
4: off as insensitive.
0: I didn't realize that that was the. I didn't realize the the global undertones was the reason why. I thought they just maybe couldn't get it done because there was something going on in conjunction. But it is literally just the tone oh. of world stage right now that is causing the delay
2: Uh, yeah but what would you see on on shelves and on game pass in 2020 the game pandemic right right (laughs) like they were like yes finally we're gonna make some money again (laughs) put it back out there
0: that's weird and it's a bummer because like that one's already gotten delayed once you know Mm -hmm. and i'm actually excited for it because i never played those original games so like this was like a yeah
3: i'm gonna pick that up sort of thing but i
1: I don't know if you'd like that no you don't think I don't know I, I mean it I guess you do like military madness which is yeah that's what I was gonna say the yeah, same I was thing. just
0: gonna ask you how much like military madness
3: is this because if it's similar I like
1: yeah
3: which military madness is more adequate hmm it's true watching this YouTube video from this guy. I don't know. You guys ever see
0: these like YouTube channels where people do this? Like, I've seen it a few times where it's like, I'm diagnosed with a cancer that's beyond treatment. So, like, here's me going hard before I'm dead because I can't do anything about it. Anyway, there's, I found another one of these channels because it tied <laughs> into some of the stuff I've been watching on YouTube. And it's like this guy who's in this situation and he's just like, war in Ukraine. Yep. I'm going over there. Like, we're doing it. And like I watched a video, and it was just him and the guy he was traveling with, the travel companion. And they ended up like in a position where they had to use cryptocurrency to finally buy a car because every other means of transportation was gone, and all forms of like currency had been locked down and like were unavailable because like there's no ATMs, banks were closed. And then they ended up in some small Ukrainian town in the middle of the night, and their their plan was to sleep in the car, but the air raid sirens kept going on. So it was just them running back and forth in the darkness, like trying to hide between like bridges and like buildings. I'm just like, what are you, what are you accomplishing here? Like the cancer's not killing you fast enough. You're like headlong into a freaking war. It was unbelievable. It looked like the, it looked like the day from hell and like how he kept like filming it all.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Just, I mean, think of how disrespectful that is for the people that live there too, where it's like, oh, I'm a YouTube guy and I came here just to, for the thrill of it. And these people are, their yeah. lives are being destroyed. And I don't know you if there was like
0: under, like they were there to like help or just showcase a day in the life or what the deal. I mean, obviously this guy's whole channel is I'm just experiencing the world as I can. But yeah, I, I thought the same thing, especially cause they were like running through residential neighborhoods at like, God knows what time at night. Like it was
2: weird it well. was uh i saw actually right before this sky news on youtube um they're covering kind of the the russia ukraine side stuff like that and um they actually drove and the camera was running they drove into an ambush oh. and they thought it was an accident like the ukrainians thought you know oh it it's a Russian enemy of some sort in this little, like, Kia, whatever tiny car. And they just come busting out. And so they just bullet hell all over their car. Um, and they're like opening the door and things silent down, like, quiet down. And they open the door and they're yelling, like, journalists, we're journalists, we're journalists. And then you hear just this silence. And then all of a sudden, like everyone's <laughs> just going after journalists, and oh. I mean they were just terrified, and they got they were wearing their bulletproof vests, and a couple guys got hits, and wow. like what a mess, and just that they're they don't give a rip, you know, Russia doesn't give a rip about well, no, anything. They-
0: I saw the news report from this afternoon where they did an airstrike on a maternity ward. Yeah. Uh, they openly mm-hmm. targeted and attacked one today. Like that's
1: fucked.
0: Yo. Like that's, that's a war
3: crime. You don't do that.
1: After a ceasefire.
3: Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yo. A ceasefire my ass. Oh. It's pretty bad.
2: Well,
1: and that's the I'd like to thing take that
2: it. Nintendo 64 controller, right up Putin's yeah. poop. Putin.
0: You'd show them where you're. You'd show where you're putting it.
2: <laughs> yeah, putting it. I'm in your putting her. Uh,
3: it is super sad though, and yeah. it's just disgusting.
0: Like we live in like the age of where this shouldn't be happening. I don't know. There's a lot to be upset about, and there's a lot more we could do, but it's like such a divisive conflict too. You know he's he's waiting for someone. He's waiting for someone to make the move and then it's all hell unleashed, and then mm-hmm. China's
3: involved, and then we're aft and I don't know. Can we just not shoot people anymore like in this
0: day and age? Like plus like Europe's been through enough, right? Like Europe doesn't need another land war. <clears throat> Nobody yeah, I needs think war. of
2: even some you know, just some people that were connected to, um, in church stuff that, uh, they're over there or have a team over there. And it was that thing like, Oh, they're, they're missionaries. So it's, they'll be okay. Like they'll, they'll Mm. get to wherever and just we're getting messages and stuff like that, that they're surrounded. And I was like, "Ah, they'll be okay. You know, they, they get out, They can get out and then it's just, it got like really serious, really fast where, oh no, like anybody's getting targeted. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're in that country, they don't give a rip. And that's just so weird. It's so, yeah, I don't think it helps
0: when you watch like some of the people, like the YouTube people who were over there from the Ukrainian side or even the Russian side. Like, I don't think it helped that the people in those communities largely downplayed, like, a lot of the speculation is just, like, Western media propaganda. And, like, oh, God, no, it's never actually going to turn into, like, that's not a thing. You know, those those people in those communities and in Ukraine, like, they never actually believed that this was going to happen, right? So I think there was a lot of, like, Hmm. not that they weren't aware, but, like, it seemed like a lot of the citizens were just kind of blindsided because they didn't believe Oh they would actually take this measure.
2: That was so foreign to my son when, you know, I was kind of explaining what was going on and he's like, so there's a war happening and people are just walking around the town and like doing their normal life. (laughs) Like, I guess so. Like they just didn't seem like they were overly concerned about what was about to unfold.
0: You watch that like bald and bankrupt, which, you know, pretty famous YouTuber spends all his time in like the Soviet satellite countries. And like, he kind of approached it almost too. you know, those videos leading up to that, like kind of mockingly, like, oh, I'm leaving, I'm crossing the border from Poland into the Ukraine. And he's walking around talking to people as he's getting across the border. Like, Oh, is there a war yet? Russia here? They're like, no, no, it's fine. You know? So it was like this kind of lighthearted thing. And then next thing you know, his upload, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aft. Like I'm, I'm stuck in Kiev. Like, we're getting shelled right now. And it's like, well, yeah. What does he Jeez. kind of expect? Oh my and like, gosh. And his, his, like, uh, and his video. Um, obviously like you watch those YouTube videos and like, you don't really know the person behind the camera, but like, he really kind of came off as like a stand, uh, uh, stand, uh, up kind of dude. Like he, um, he's got that other buddy that he travels with who does YouTube. Like Bald's channel, they didn't film, they filmed the journey, but they didn't film much of what he was doing. And his buddy was filming a lot of it. And, you know, Bald and Bankrupt's handing out money to like grannies who are stranded at the train station. He, he gets on the train, stops, turns around and helps everyone else up on board, like grabs their luggage, like pulls people up, helps fill the train. Like just, it seemed like it was pretty incredible. Like in the, in the situation, his buddy, of course, couldn't put down the camera to do the same, but. <laughs> yeah he took the handout food rations from like the the polish once they got across the ukrainian border but yeah it's it you watch those videos and like it is it's reminiscent of all of those movies and clips that we saw as kids growing up like showing you know families saying goodbye to their kids at train stations during world war ii and like mm-hmm. the fact that we're we're seeing that in, in this day and age is awful. And those people shouldn't have to put up with that
1: sucks for ultimately no reason, pretty much whatsoever.
3: For uh, Literally psychopaths no psychopath's ego. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Oh, we got, we turned into a news channel guys. Yeah.
1: I, I can ring this back in though. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs>
2: fix <laughs> Please it. Please tell Horse us crack. how this so,
1: is going to happen. So it's, uh, it's kind of weird, though, that we're in this, you know, war and like the Ukrainian government is so active on Twitter and social media and, you know, they're reaching out to PlayStation Xbox and being like, hey, can you can you just shut down Russia for us? Just like, you know, don't do don't allow them on PlayStation Network anymore. It's like yeah. this is a weird this is like a warfare that we've never seen before. It's well, like
0: it's genius. <laughs> yeah. Like you take away the, mo- you take the everyday conveniences away from Russian citizens who don't want this in vast majorities mm-hmm. and are horrible. Like their, their lives at this point, like are irreparably damaged. Like that economy is not coming back anytime soon. Like, and yeah, maybe you can get them to revolt. Like it's, it's a great tactic and they're, there's a whole bunch of
2: nerds come running yeah. out.
0: They took our stuff their president yep. <laughs> is incredible like that the way he's rallied people and the decisions yeah. he's made mm-hmm. and like the call for hackers like it's it's an, it's on you know you no one's ever seen anything like it. It's kind of incredible but yeah I mean to your point, what they've had i think virtually every every platform has pulled sales right and shut down their stores. Um, Activision Pretty Blizzard much. has said they're done, Um, you know, along with like, everybody, right? Like did streaming you see the services are all,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you see the videos of Ikea in Russia? Cause they announced that they were pulling out. Oh my God. It was like black Friday. Like every Russian ran to, I- yeah, they opened the Ikea door and it was like, boom, hundreds of people fighting over boxes. Cause they're like, I'll oh never gosh. get these cube stackers again. Like until somebody opens we- like. The ripoff version, but it sucks. Like you feel
3: bad for, you feel bad for those citizens too. But, you know, I think they're understanding that, you know, this is what happens when somebody goes rogue like that.
1: I wonder what's in your, like, if you are brainwashed into believing whatever (laughs) their state media is telling you. Yeah. And then you see McDonald's is closed and then you see, you can't get. Right. Netflix, and then you like. At what point does the do you does the lever go the other way and say, you know what, maybe we're the bad guys? You know, well, I was
0: so I was reading this article the other day where like, you know, obviously, there's very close ties between Ukraine and Russia, and I was reading some of these stories from these these people who are in Ukraine, like texting and calling their parents and saying like, oh, we're being bombed, like they're shelling our neighborhoods, and you know, parents telling their kids and laughing at them, and like, oh no, that would never happen. He's there to liberate you. He would, you know, and it's just like these people are just mind-blowing, lives upended so because like yeah. you, you can't recover from that, right? Like if I call if if I had somebody with a gun at my head and I call my mom and say like, "Hey, this guy's gonna kill me," and they're like, "Ha ha, no, nah, that's not a thing." Like that relationship's kind of over, right? And it just it just shows you like the depths of the state media and propaganda and filtering that you know these. The generational divide, I guess I would say, right? Because it's it's definitely. I think if you're, I don't know, what forty and younger in Russia, you're probably with it enough to understand what's really happening. But like the depths to that,
1: like is I would scary. Say something similar that happened here, right? Recently,
0: yeah, that was the one quote I heard too. Was like the one lady called her mom and was like, "Well, well, yeah," and the whole yeah the situation. But the one quote I heard was. Um, she's like, well, yeah, they're killing civilians, and the mother just was like, "Ha ha, yeah, that's what Ukrainians did too, and they killed the Russians when they fought back when because they were fighting over that area, uh, in the southern part." But yeah, I, I I don't know the it it definitely shows you that like how successful propaganda and lies can be when given proper channels, which yeah, as you mentioned has done irreparable, irreparable damage. And that's why we're sitting in a country that has a gross amount of people applauding Putin still, which is, I don't know how there's a pro Putin side to any of this and that's left, but
3: that's where we sit.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. This is all super depressing. Let's, uh, let's, uh, we're a gaming podcast.
0: Let's, let's end on a happy, happy note, I guess.
2: Uh, and I think I know there's people that burned super Mario brothers one or, you know, all of those things. So
0: I think as a podcast, we can collectively agree that our hearts go out to all those people and we're, we're rooting for Ukraine. Um,
3: but we did get an email.
2: Oh, we got an email, email, email. So this is from the truth
0: again. Um, which as we mentioned from our friends over at the geekade network um
3: yeah
0: he'd listen to our last episode and he's like, i'm just gonna throw this out there it was a um fun little segment um this is the 90s trivia that he's referring to they said he found himself audibly shouting out the answers as well, as well with us yes. uh, which i'm gonna pause right there i'm gonna say like it was funny listening to that back because i don't know if it was like the slight difference in like the editing delay or just like the clarity of like hearing each of you distinctly. Some of those answers where I was like, Oh, I can't tell. It was very clear who said it first. And
2: I sounded like, I
0: sounded like a moron, but yeah, it was, it was a fun lesson. Um, and he said in some cases, even before Biff and Andy, he was was throwing stuff out. He got beanie babies. As soon as I said, stuffed animal, which is impressive. (laughs) Uh, and he also got full house as soon as the actual question was finished before I had to add all the lyrics which I was a little disappointed in you too. I will say, you mm, know, uh, he says, what
2: did I say? Step by step. That was yeah. the first thing I went <laughs> to. Dang it.
0: Yeah. He says also as an RL, I'm better than that. RL question, um, threw me off for sure. He said he thought it was night of the limit dummy, which is also a Biff thought, um, since it was the first appearance of Slappy and one of his first big characters. Um, but it was apparently actually werewolf of fever swamp, which is the one I was trying to remember and reference. Um, and I distinctly remember getting that one for some reason, because, I remember getting into that and like the first three books right as they came out. And then it was like kind of before that whole scholastic school book fair, like you'd get like the five books in a bundle sort of thing. Um, I was pretty adamant on R.L. Stein stuff. Like first 30 books i definitely read. Anyway, back to his email. <clears throat> so it was apparently Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Uh, he said he had uh, a made for TV movie of that one growing up, which I think I have seen as well. Um, and I used to, as a kid, the, she used to give me nightmares, which understandable those books kind of gave me nightmares to be honest.
2: Yeah. Um, Just the covers did it was <laughs> never cause I never read them. It was the covers that I was like, I can't read this <laughs> Too scary. scary.
0: Uh, and then he says, uh, he's like, he doesn't know what else to keep talking about. Cause he's still currently listening. He was typing this out as he was in, uh, yes. going through the episode. So as always, he says he looks forward to more. So thank you awesome. sir, for listening. And uh, I'm glad you had fun screaming along to our trivia thing. I realized that I was a terrible host too after listening to that trivia thing because I never like clearly designated what the actual answer was on most of those questions. I would just be like, "I don't know who got it. Who got?" Because you guys weren't enunciating. It was like,
4: <laughs>
2: "I'm like,
0: what? <laughs> what now?"
2: Oh, I loved it! It was the one thing that I was good at on this show. Finally,
0: yeah, Yeah. we just have to do more uh, trivia where it's not based on video games because you did crush that. It
4: was
2: yeah. Yeah. Both
0: of you though had answers that I'm like, I don't know how you got there. Like I read four words and you're both like spewing out the correct (laughs) answers. So yeah.
2: Oh, I love it.
0: It was a fun one. We'll have to do. I'll have to do another one. I'll have to do like maybe like an '80s trivia or something or early 2000s
4: one.
2: Oof, that getting later will, will be harder.
1: <laughs> you know, the two thousands of like, oh, I don't I have no idea. Yeah. Some of that stuff I've like purposely removed from
2: my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: erased. Mm-hmm. I should find an adult swim trivia and then Biff
2: can read the questions. Uh, I never and Andy, watched that. Andy and I yeah. will
0: go at it. It'd be fun.
2: Oh yeah. Let's do that.
0: Andy and I are both pretty. I yet deep, to host something. Adult swim connoisseurs, I
3: think.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: South Park or something,
3: yeah, yeah, like Aquatine and Boondocks stuff,
0: Squidbillies. I hate that shit. <laughs> I hate that stuff so much.
3: Super Jail, that's a good one. Metalocalypse. Mm. I have no idea what you're even saying. So,
1: <laughs> th- there's one uh, called uh, Joe Perry talks with you. I don't know if you've seen that, but it is, it is, it's an adult swim show, but it is the most not adult swim show ever. It is, I don't even know how to describe it. It is basically the most saccharine, slow paced show ever. It's like Mr. Rogers, but funny kind of, it's, it's really good.
0: Oh yeah. I think I might've seen some of that. Is that on HBO max, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah, it is now.
0: Yeah. I've been going back and making my kids watch Tom goes to mayor. And we got,
1: Oh gosh, that one's and, good.
0: And that is it that opening episode or the second one where they do like the bear trap thing with. Vinatius D. My kid's <laughs> like, why are they, why are they doing this? They're putting bear traps everywhere. I'm like, that's the joke. Like the joke is it's killing kids instead of protecting them.
1: Yeah. My gosh. The mayor's an awful person. <laughs>
0: and then I made my kid, uh, like I like that one scene that has always stuck with me too, where he's like at that restaurant, he's like. Hey, have you tried the spaghetti? It's like they put on <laughs> marinara, and I—I I made my kid watch that, and I was like, "Ryder, I'm listening to this. This is the best," and I'm dying, like in tears, when he watches that, and he just looks at me like I am the dumbest person he's ever seen in his entire life. But it didn't faze me at all. I was still just crying, laughing that. Like to this day, every time we have like spaghetti, I'm like, "Would you like some more marinara?" <laughs> Because I'm
3: an idiot. Biff's like, I have no idea what marinara is. No idea. I don't I'll take you out to some
2: Italian. That's good. I'm going to take this podcast out. How about I do that? Not before mm-hmm. you
3: sample my linguine.
2: It sounds so <laughs> weird, but I'd be into it. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for the email. Should have <laughs> pen pen name. Angel hand. Keep them coming. Keep the emails coming. Keep the emails coming. Really appreciate the the conversations and the questions and the encouragement. We're thankful for that. Uh, make sure you're following us on all of our social media on Twitter and Facebook and all of those good things. And you can find all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com. As always, friends, be kind, rewind. Uh, run, uh, rah,
3: rah, rah. The wizard is so bad. Go Ukraine. Yeah.